Hello from Los Angeles, and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. My name's Michael Benner. It is, let's see, Sunday, November 3rd, and we have switched back to standard time, most of us anyway, except for Hawaii and couple of counties in Arizona, I think. We're back to standard time, so should be just a bit after 10 a.m. And for our listeners outside of the United States, that means 18 hours universal time. Good to be with you. Thank you for joining us as we discuss today in the Mystery School the entire nature of negativity. We're going to talk about criticism, particularly self-criticism. We're going to talk about cynicism and also about pessimism, three isms (laughs) that all have to do with a very funky negative attitude. You know, you might want to ask yourself why negative people are so negative. What's it about? I think simply it begins with defensiveness. Uh, Negative people tend to be people who are hurt and hurting. You may see it as anger, but you need to remember that anger really is hurt. In fact, the first strategy for dealing with your anger or Anger in somebody else is to recognize the hurt below the anger. And, of course, being hurt repeatedly leads to frustration and irritation, and eventually people are angry. And then they become defensive. They war against the world. Besides their own negative self-talk, they become pessimistic and cynical about other people as well. They question everybody's agenda. Uh, They fail to see the good in anyone and rarely miss the bad in anyone. And then, of course, they're Johnny on the spot when it comes to telling you all about it, like you need to hear their negativity. Negative people are the kind of people that feel that it's their job to set you straight whether you're wrong or society is wrong or anyone else is wrong, boy, they're there to let you know the truth. It's an exhausting personality, really, to carry with you. It's uh, a lot of work to be a know-it-all. And I think know-it-alls understand that nobody likes a know-it-all, but they do it anyway. They feel compelled I certainly went through a period in my young life, which I'll readily admit, where I felt I had to have an opinion on everything, and most of it was negative. It was something about being a positive person that seemed weak to me, and that I had this crazy idea in my head. Of course, I came from a really dysfunctional family, and very critical parenting, particularly from my father, who, you know, was just passing down what he had learned from my grandfather. His father, in the same way, was very critical and and very negative, and 
that's what they called parenting in those days, I guess. So I just thought, well, positive people are sort of weak and lily-livered, and uh, who wants to be around them? Of course, I didn't think it through carefully because we'd all rather be around positive people than negative people any day. But I didn't know that. I was foolish in these days and uh, really thought that I would get some friends if I would be in charge of setting everybody straight, telling them what was wrong with their thinking. And I was just really a negative guy. And I came to see that people were pulling away from me. And truth is, I didn't really like myself very much either. So I gave it up pretty quickly. Actually, about, oh, two or three years out of college, I started reading personal development literature, inspirational literature. I took a kind of a self-hypnosis course in uh, Detroit, where I was living at the time, and that program really put me on the track of how important it was to think positively because the nature, the magnetic nature of thoughts and awareness, even thoughts that were unspoken, were magnetic, I came to understand. And as I studied this law of attraction, I realized that it really was true and operating in my life by being a negative person, I was attracting not only other negative people, but negativity in general, and then getting very small self-satisfaction from saying, see, I, I told you this was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. And again, before I'm even 25 years old, I'm aware of the fact that yeah, I'm the one that's creating it. I'm attracting it and, and magnetizing it. That's why it's happening. So I had to literally turn my life around, and I think that's another point that we need to make about negative people. They, generally speaking, tend to justify their behavior as if it is a result of, and this is where the cynicism comes in, the result of other people being negative and the basic unfairness and injustice in life. So the attitude of a negative person tends to be, well, I'm negative because the world is negative and I'm angry because the world is so unfair and unjust. And of course, if you look in a mirror, you're going to see yourself. It's just that these negative thinkers have it backwards. It's not that because the world is objectively unfair and unjust, they therefore are somehow required to adopt some negative countenance or demeanor as a result. It's just the other way around. It's because of an individual's negativity that the world tends to appear to be so unfair and unjust or unjust. Well, 
I mean, both things are true. Life is a two-way street. And certainly, there's no argument about the world being full of unfairness, social injustice and all manner of personal injustice is out there. You'll run into it throughout your life. It is frustrating. It, it is angering and irritating, no question about that. But you can't let it get you down because if you then use that to justify your own negative behavior, it just compounds and reinforces the situation. Now you're attracting even more unfairness and injustice, and it's like a feedback loop. It just gets worse and worse. Whereas if you respond to the negativity in the world with a positive attitude, the world's still, to a large extent, unfair, but it's not manifesting in your life quite so badly, and you can make a difference. You can respond with a positive effort to make it a better world. I have to apologize for my stuffy nose this morning. I caught a cold a couple of weeks ago. In fact, we had no podcast at all last week because I was really pretty sick. I feel fine this week, but I still have a little stuffy nose, so you'll have to forgive me. I'm sure I'll sound more myself next week when we return. So that's the general overview, I think, of the negative person. Now, if we look at the three parts of negativity that we're going to touch on ever so briefly in the next 10 minutes that we have remaining here in the podcast and go into depth in our discussion in the premium training that follows in just about oh, 18 minutes or so, hope you can enroll for that if you haven't already. You're going to find this really interesting and learn really how to counter it in your own life and how to deal with negative people when we get into the premium training and have about an hour and a half to really study this. But the three parts are self-criticism, cynicism, and pessimism. These are three ways in which negativity tends to manifest in the world. And I think that's as good an order as any to talk about it in. First is the, the self-criticism. We can be critical of other people. There is such a thing as being a very critical person. But I think it's important to note that the people who are most critical of others are just as critical of themselves. Even if a person tends to be somewhat arrogant or conceited, uh, they have a so-called big ego, let's keep in mind that we understand that a big ego or an arrogant, pompous attitude is always the result of a failure to understand the truth of one's individuality. Because it's a front. It's a phony, fake demeanor or persona that we put up when we have a big ego or a fake ego. It's, uh, well, we've just come through Halloween. It's sort of like a 
a mask or a costume to prevent people from seeing how weak we fear we may be. It's not that we know we're weak, it's that we just don't know what is good or strong about us, and so we need this facade, this eminent uh, front. That's what the Who call it, an eminent front, a fake personality to prevent people from seeing what we fear may be weakness in us. So you have that, and then you have the tendency of these negative people to be critical of others. But because they don't understand themselves, they don't know what's good or positive or honest or truthful about themselves, they tend to be very self-critical as well. It's almost a given that if a person is generally negative and critical of others, we'll get to cynicism in a minute. That goes a little farther or further (laughs) into the nature of negativity. But if you see someone who is critical of others, you can pretty much bet your bottom dollar that they're self-critical as well. You've probably heard the phrase or maybe even used the phrase in your life, I am my own worst critic. What does it mean to be your own worst critic? Why do we talk to ourselves about ourselves in ways that are far more negative than most of what we would say to other people? Uh, Maybe all of what we would say to other people is less critical than the way we talk to ourselves or our spouses. Sometimes we will say things to our husbands and wives, our spouses, that we would never say to anybody except ourselves because they're so close to us, they're married to us, we're in a spiritually bonded relationship and you can often get away with it. In many ways, you talk to your spouse only the way you talk to yourself. So why so critical? Well, again, it varies, but I think if we're going to generalize a little bit, it has to do with a a kind of a a way of uh, protecting or defending yourself. If you err on the side of being a failure, if you anticipate that you're going to mess things up, that you're not very smart, that uh, you don't really have very much potential, then maybe you won't be as disappointed when you do fail. Again, the problem with this is we fail to see the self-fulfilling prophecy in it all, that If you're self-critical, you are more likely to fail. We have it backwards again. It's not that we reflect the life around us, though negative people say it that way. The greater truth is that the life around us is a reflection of ourselves. Now, cynicism is interesting because... There actually was a philosophy around the turn of the millennium, maybe three or four B.C. and a few years A.D., 
in the Roman Empire, the Greco-Roman civilization had a experiment or experience of popularity with cynicism and stoicism. And the cynics were rather pure in those days. People like Diogenes saw man as being virtuous in and of himself as a reflection of divinity. And if only man would be true to himself and reject external influences, he would be more moral and much more ethical. So you have a much more pure concept of cynicism if you talk about the philosophy of the Greek and Roman cynics. Again, people who really believed that it was important to reject external influences and, as Shakespeare once wrote, be true to yourself, to thine own self be true. But the word today, cynicism, has expanded its definition so that a cynic is somebody who fails to see anything good in other people and becomes very good at never missing anything negative in other people. They just find it hard to believe that anybody except perhaps them are motivated by goodness or anything kind or altruistic, that everybody has a hidden agenda, everybody ultimately is out for themselves, even if they pretend to be kind and generous and loving. They really just care about themselves. And the cynic fails to see how their attitude about other people ultimately, and even primarily, is such a clear reflection of themselves. Again, as the mystic Jacob Boba wrote, what the self describes, describes the self. And this is particularly true of a cynical person in this day and age. All that they know about how fake and phony other people are really reveals without their awareness how fake and phony they are. And then the third form of negativity we'll talk about in the premium trading today is pessimism. And pessimism, of course, is negativity about the future outcome of things and a belief that the toast always falls butter side down. (laughs) Things never work out, at least for the pessimist himself. Now, the thing about the pessimist, and we're going to talk about this in depth in the premium trading, particularly the program we're going to pull from our archives at our sister site, focusedpassion.com, is that the pessimist is probably right more of the time than the optimist. And so... The optimist, to say it the other way, is probably wrong about his or her optimism, but they live a happier life. 
whereas the pessimist is probably right more of the time, but they're having a miserable life proving their pessimism and justifying their negativity. Not to mention, as we said before, the basic psychology or philosophy of the self-fulfilling prophecy. If you expect that your life or life in general is going to turn south on you and result in all kinds of negativity, then you've increased the chances that it probably will. So that's our overview of negativity, of criticism, particularly self-criticism, of cynicism, and pessimism. And again, if you're enrolled in the premium training, we'll get into this in detail. If not, you've still got plenty of time, five minutes to jump over there. And actually, you can take your time because all of these programs are available as replay on demand. So if you're not yet enrolled, go to the w's.theagelesswisdom.com. The, T-H-E is part of it after the W's, theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars and then premium training and use your bank card, your ATM card, your credit or debit card to enroll in a flash the thank you page and a confirming email will have the URL link and the passwords you need to join us, and we'll talk to you in a few minutes in the premium training. Or use Replay On Demand, the same link, same password. You just have to listen to the stream, which you could download. Telephone is not available unless you listen live. Otherwise, it's always available forevermore and I want to thank you in any event for joining us today for the free forum which is available streaming and also podcasts through the iTunes store and thanks for enduring my stuffy nose again I'm sure I'll sound a whole lot better next week have a wonderful week be gentle love life and take care of each other and stay positive This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.